I'm Pablo and I'm an alcoholic and I'm really grateful to be here. Um, uh, Laura and Dean are uh, familiar faces to me and maybe I've crossed paths with you, uh, the rest of you before, I'm not sure. But definitely uh, welcoming Pep and Lisa. Um, because, you know, I, I read it, I remember hearing uh, or reading this, this is the way. And I, uh, in my experience, I can confirm this way is pr pretty good. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, I'll, I'm going to rush through this. And I want to start by saying I hope everyone had a little bit of the serenity I did today. Uh, for me, um, things were not too up, not too down. And I really enjoyed uh, uh, coming back to the moment of the day and, and just uh, the 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 thing the blessings that I had. I hear that's called gratitude, and maybe I'll make my gratitude list tonight. Um, so before we get into it, I should uh, qualify really quick. Um, I my sobriety date is May twenty seventh, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, I have not uh, experienced any jails or institution institutions. I haven't been diagnosed clinically with anything that, that I know of. Um, uh, driving, I, well, you know, I, to qualify, yes, I've, I've woken up behind a dumpster. Yes, I've shit in my pants. Yes, I've had plenty of drunken fights. Yes, I've had uh, uh, been a public nuance, um, I guess, to the people around me and wreckage around me. Yes, I've, I've definitely done that. Uh, not just at a, in a Bay Area level, but in a, at an international scale. Um, sex and relationships and alcohol and drugs have become super intertwined uh, for me. So I got to figure that out uh but but one day at a time and then to qualify um i i know the driving drunk was a was super regular for me and a super red flag it gave me a lot of anxiety i did it anyway so uh i'll also share that i'm 50 years old and I, I believe my first drink was like when I was 12, I stole it out of my, um, a family's, um, restaurant at the time. And what I can say about my drinking career is that I think, I believe I chose it. Like I thought it was fun. Uh, I normalize it. I don't know. Maybe I watched too many TV, too much TV, too many TV commercials, um, or or seen it around me, but I thought it was uh, was amazing, and that's how you had a good time, and that everyone did it. So as I moved through my life and had problems, I never connected that. I wonder if this has anything to do with it until decades later. So uh, I got six minutes left. So I'll get to what happened. Um, what happened was I I guess I convinced myself I was a functional alcoholic. Um, and somehow, I, I think at that time, I was proud of it. So at this point, I was, uh, after years of floundering along uh, a lengthy bartending career, I did find myself working uh, corporate America. 
in tech, nonetheless. Um, I feel like I was severely outclassed. Like these are people way smarter than me. Um, and I had to keep a, a front. So of course I would just uh, drink to make me feel my uh, comfortable in my own skin, much like I've done in many different situations in the past. Um, and maybe just to calm the anxiety, but it became, um, I, I remember feeling like the walking dead because nothing in life seemed fun. Nothing seemed worth living for. I'm all alone. I don't have a wife. I don't have children. I don't have a solid, I mean, I have a mother and sister uh, and two elderly aunts, but I don't really have a family support network. I'm, I'm the support for a lot of these people. In any case, um, I, I felt alone, like many of us do. Um, and of course, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> or I just had drinking buddies, to be quite honest. Um, so I was in this routine of getting up or like dreading getting up and facing the world, half because I was hungover, uh, struggling to get started with the day, do my day, and then rush home uh, so I could drink by myself in my apartment. Um, that's what happened. And then the pandemic hit, and I think we all felt stressors in one way or another. Um, and it took a, a toll for me. And uh, for the first time in my life, I had to ask for help. I thought, you know, I was macho and... Uh, again, functional, as well as independent and self-sufficient. That's the word. And finally, it just dawned on me, you know, maybe it's okay to take a knee and just catch a breath. And that's how I went into the mindset of asking for help. I, uh, uh, Of course, I kicked and screamed the whole way because asking for help and not hearing what I wanted, I, I'd pick a fight, uh, much like a uh, like you call customer service and you, you're feeling slighted, you, you might have, you know, carry on a needless uh, argument or, or, or something small. I, I was doing a lot of that. In any case, uh, I navigated my way through whatever insurance and they were the psychotherapist. I, I don't know about, about mental health. I don't know about alcoholism, but the psychotherapist was like, uh, whoa, you're that bad off? Uh you need to get sober. I suggest a 12 step program. And I, I was super desperate. I couldn't, um, um, it, I couldn't look in the bathroom mirror. When I looked in the bathroom mirror, I was pretty puffy. And I was like, I got to stop. I don't want to feel like this. And I would walk to the kitchen, pour myself a drink. Um, but someone, when he, when he said that, he said it would help. I had nothing to lose, so I went. I it was on Zoom. I'm sitting in the same desk and the same laptop, and I still go to the same uh, Zoom meeting, the Late Show, uh, and and one day at a time. It I've put together, you know, a couple years now. I, I just celebrated my third uh, year in the program. I have a sponsee, and I got that sponsee. Thank God. Uh, uh, I don't know within the two first two weeks. And I heard something in the meeting, I'm looking at my timer, I heard something in the meeting recently that made a lot of sense to me. They were urging newcomers to at least go through the steps as best you can, as quick as past, because you're going to come back and work it again anyway. 
And I think my sponsor um, definitely gave me a lot of room and I had no problems uh, letting someone else drive. Yeah. So give this to God. Sure. Someone else take it. Cause I don't want it. Someone tell me what to do. Sure. I, everything I've tried, I can't figure it out. Um, so I think steps one, two, and three were a little bit easy in my experience. My sponsor was like, uh, are you sure you're not just trying to get dry? Right. Cause this is a long time sobriety. Um, it was scary. And of course I don't dove in, but he wanted to make sure I had built a solid foundation and so as I gone through the steps, at the time, I was uh, giving it honest, uh, uh, as honest as I could be. And now I can see that, oh, yeah, I should go back. But it does give me a sense. It did give me relief going through the steps and completing them. Now that I sponsor this other guy, uh, as he goes through the steps, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I feel like I'm doing my step work. We're currently on step four together. So it's funny how it works out that way. Um I continue to work with my sponsor and traditions, but to wrap it all up, I'm doing the fucking things. Um, and I got to say, I haven't felt uh, miserable or in despair in three years. Sure. Life goes on. And I got to say, now that I look back, 70% of the last three years have been sort of this even keel. I definitely feel that the drink has gone away. I definitely feel I act out in alcoholically in other ways. And I've definitely mentally relapsed and had uh, people from these rooms help reel me back in and bring me back into the center of the boat. And I, uh, and I did not have to drink over stuff. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, for a guy who uh, think, thought he was functional and independent, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of purpose for my life. Um, I, I'd bitch and moan that I got to take care of uh, my adult sister who, who's, you know, uh, a junkie, but hopefully recovered. Don't know, but she seems to be all right. But it's like walking around eggshells around her. Uh, and then, of course, the elderly in my family. But now my perspective, the program has changed, taught me how to change my perspective. I get to do all these things. I feel like storms are on the way. Um like uh, just the world climate. I mean, and I mean that in every sense of the world, like a uh, natural climate, economic climate, political climate, whatever. I don't, I don't know. It seems stormy before it's going to get any better, but I don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, today I sat in, in the park, uh, looked over the water, hung out with my dog. And it, it was, uh, um, it was then I was giving thanks. I, I guess Something's going on. I don't know how to explain it, but things are kind of zen right now. And that's my share. My name is Dan B. I am a real alcoholic slash garbage can dope fiend. Thanks, Pablo. Great share, man. I appreciate you, man. Welcome to anybody who's new, uh, anyone who's old, anyone who's struggling. And uh, yeah, I am a real alcoholic and I think you read more about alcoholism earlier. And uh, yeah, that was me. You know, that's my story right there in a nutshell. I could probably just read that paragraph and stop. But <laughs> most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. So we do countless vain attempts to prove that we could drink like other people. And the persistence of this illusion 
is astonishing, and many pursue it to the gates of insanity and death. That's my story. And um, I look back at it now, and I go, I can't believe I went through but 10 programs. Oh, my God, 10 programs. This is this is a disease uh, of body, mind, and spirit, and it lies to you all the time. And I went to a lot of detoxes, Palm Avenue and a whole bunch of others. You know, it, it was just a horrible journey. Somewhere between 15 and 50, I passed that invisible line of from having fun and enjoying life with alcohol and drugs to a fucking addiction. And I, I couldn't live with it and I couldn't live without it. And it was a couple of decades of absolute incomprehensible demoralization. And my life was horrible, but I kept doing it and over and over and over again. And it was just, I couldn't believe my life turned out like that. And I came into Alcoholics Anonymous like steaming, really pissed off at God that this shit happened to me. Because I think I was born alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. I understand his father was an alcoholic. I had a couple of uncles that died of alcoholism. So it ran through my family, right? And um, my uncle owned a bar, and uh, my mother was a bar a maid or a bartender, and my father was a bartender, and my mother was a waitress, and I grew up around bars. So I thought that that was the epitome of a success is sitting on a bar stool drinking, <laughs> you know, drinking whiskey. You know, and like, and I drank from the effect because I never liked it when I had to acquire, you had to acquire a good taste, acquire a taste for good liquor, right? <laughs> you know, and it was like, and when they, so it was all, it was around me. And I thought that was success is to grow up, get an apartment, it's got to have a bar. Got to have a bar, you know? So, uh, you know, and I went through pure hell in life. And even after I got sober, it was rough because uh, I didn't change. I mean, I worked the steps and got a sponsor. I told them some real deep, dark secrets that I wouldn't tell anybody, you know? And, uh, and I still had a hard time because... I, I wanted to do it my way. <laughs> you know, I want I want I don't want to be I don't want to be a fucking alcoholic, man. Shit, that was not on the career list of things to do when I was a kid going up to school is to grow up and be a fucking alcoholic slash dope fiend. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me, man. And my poor family. Oh, my God. What happened to happen to Stanley, man? Wow. It was horrible. You know, and not only that, man, it's like I came in here and I haven't heard these, these things that, uh, you know, the alcoholic is delusional, uh, maladjusted life, full flight from reality, insanity is insane. I'm like, that shit was not encouraging, man. You know, I'm not those things, you know. Okay, so I'll learn the language. You know, I got all the books and I learned the language. And, uh, you know, I, I faked it. And they say, fake it till you make it. Well, 
I, I don't know what the fuck that means. Maybe that's what a person has to do. Shit, because I ain't God. I don't know what it, I don't know what it takes for a person to stop this fucking shit. My shit went uh, went to hell. You know, I went down to death's door. I took a drink and a hit when I was 15, and the next thing you knew, I was fucking 50 years old. Shit! And I fucked up my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s. Man, don't do that shit. Man, that's what I did. And I got so started getting sober at 50. You know, and then I and then I went I went 12 years dry. Thinking I was on a pink, I got the pink clouds. I yeah, I was helping people, was doing started sponsoring folks. I didn't like doing it, but I did it anyway, because that's what they said you were supposed to do. And I mean, I might just uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this shit, man. <laughs> you know, but I kept coming back anyway. I'm just, this is my story, right? Uh, so yeah, you know, that don't have to be your story. I hope you don't have to go through that that self will run riot crap. That shit is a horrible thing. Me, 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 me. It's all about me, Jack. What about me? <laughs> You go, don't pray for yourself only, only if others will be helped. What the fuck does that mean, man? This shit was horrible. I didn't like, oh, my God. And religion. I hated it. I, did, I, don't, I didn't like what it did to people, man. I, got, I kept getting into arguments with folks about God. And the book says, resign from the debating society, Stanley, where there was the hand of the egg that came first. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. But you know what they did? You know what they said? And I'm like, I had victims stamped on my forehead, and I kept drawing religious people who were trying to save me, right? Like, God, goddamn, motherfucker. Shit. I'm an alcoholic. This is where the divine spirit landed my crazy ass. Here. And don't try to explain that to anybody that's outside of this program. You're going to be talking to a brick fucking wall. They have absolutely no idea what they're talking about trying to save your ass. And I don't get into debates no more. I backed off from that shit because that didn't do anything but cause more resentments, which is my number one offender. You probably talked about the world situation and stuff like that. And I understand all that shit, man. But that shit, you know. I get off into politics, religion, man. I start copping some serious ass resentments, man. Like shit, you know. Let's put on my Huey P. Newton hat and Malcolm X and go fuck somebody up. You know, that's where, that's where my head goes, right? And it's I'm not doing it to anybody else. I'm doing it to myself. That's the book told you, man. You got to look at. You got to look. You got to look at. Look at the. Uh, as psychiatrists have often observed, defiance is the outstanding characteristics of many an alcoholic. Hmm. So it is not strange. I love these documents that they wrote. It is not strange for the alcoholic to defy God himself. What the fuck are you doing, God? <laughs> Shit, man. Look at all the suffering on the fucking planet. I fucking hate you, shit. Ooh. Wow, really? See, I'm way off now. I'm way off. 
I'm out of God. I'm in God's business. And see, a lot of this shit is happening. None of my fucking business. I don't understand the infinite, and nobody does. It's too big. Shit, all I know is I landed here in 1950 on the planet, and it's been pure hell from the gate. <laughs> and the only thing that made any sense to me was Dr. Bob and, Del and Bill Wilson, who... Who who, uh, who wrote this? Uh, it was like the finger of God Himself for alcoholics, like my crazy ass. Because man, I was like, I'm so used to I point the finger at somebody else. Nah, man, it ain't them, Stan. It's you, blood. Oh, <gasps> oh, really? No shit, huh? And I got no right to get into a debate with any religious person and prove a point and fuck up their faith. Is that why, is that why the Lord saved you? No! No, it's not, Stanley! Your job is to be of maximum service to your fellow man and woman or whoever on planet Earth. That's it, is to help somebody else. Not to force your belief system on anybody, is your, I saved you, I sobered you up so you can help somebody and share your experience, strength, and hope, and hope that nobody has to go through what you went through to raise the bottom up that would hit them and spare them the 10 or 15 years of literal hell that's facing them if they're a real alcoholic. That's your job. Oh, no, man. <laughs> Can't be. It's got to be something. I, it ain't about you no more. It ain't about you no more. Wow. It's very humbling. Alcoholics Anonymous is very humbling. It really is. You you do service to thankless jobs, but it's service. You know, and I got to remember, you know, not too long ago, dude, you were smoking crack. Drinking in the Tenderloin District in San Francisco behind back alleys. <gasps> oh, shit. No shit, huh? Wow. Don't forget why I, I saved you from that shit. Oh, man. That's why I keep coming back. I go to meetings every day. Meetings makers make it. Go to a meeting. Oh, no, man. Meetings makers don't make it. You got to work the steps. You got to get a sponsor. You got to do this. You ain't got to do shit. <laughs> but take your ass to a meeting because those people that say that shit, they get to say that in a meeting. That's where you find your sponsor. That's where you learn about the steps. Go to a fucking meeting. And those same people who say, no, meetings makers don't make it, will miss a meeting for a few days and come back and say, damn, I damn near lost my mind. <laughs> The shit is hilarious. So listen, you got to find your own way. And I had to find my own way. I had to find my own level. What works for Stanley? Yeah, the steps are beautiful. Do the best you can. That's all that's required. I don't know when you're going to get a sponsor, uh, if it's the right sponsor, because you got to be real careful. You don't want to get the wrong person that's talking the steps, 
and doing other crazy ass shit, right? You don't want you don't want that kind of person in your life. You want a good person that's really, really trying to work this work this program to the best of their ability and, and practice these principles in all their affairs. I and mean, we all fall short. I had good sponsors, and they always told me not to put them on a pedestal, put them up on a pedestal. I'm going to disappoint them because I'm human, right? I'm human. But the love that comes from these documents of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 by 12, it's absolutely astounding, man. It's just, there's, 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 nothing, there's nothing like it. Uh, step 11, there is a direct linkage among self-examination, not, your, not, not others' examination, self-examination, Meditation and prayer. Taken separately, these practices can bring much relief and benefit. But when they are logically related and interwoven, the result is an unshakable foundation for life. Oh, I, who, who doesn't want that? I certainly do. I certainly do. That's why I keep coming back and trying to practice this stuff, man, because I forget. I got a built-in forgetter. You know, I got a disease. And it centers in my mind. My thinking's fucking broke. No, the disease says, no, don't tell them that. You got 22 years. You're not supposed to tell them that stuff. That's my ego and the disease all entwined them together. Don't tell them, don't tell them that. Because I'm supposed to be better than that now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a garden variety drunk and an alcoholic, a dope fiend, man. That's what I am. And left to my best devices. I'm going to take another hit of some cocaine. <laughs> and I'm going to take another drinky pool. No, I don't want to do that no more. That's been lifted. And if I go out now, I'm, I'm going to die. Or worse, I might live and can't get back. Woo, woo, because the disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and it's growing inside me just like the enlightenment stage is. Because if I take a drink today, after 22 years, that goddamn shit would be like I never stopped. What kind of shit is that? Because common sense says, well, you've been dry for 22 years. You ought to be able to take a drink. You know, use your health is back. You should be okay. No, no. Don't listen to it. That's the alcoholism telling you to take a, yeah. And your ass would be right back out there like you never freaking stopped. Oh, I've seen it happen to people, man. I've done that shit. I've stayed dry for months and drank. And instantly, bam, it was like it never stopped. Oh, that's why they say we beg of you. We beg of They beg of We beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob knew what they were talking about. We beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Don't do what I did. Don't be stupid. My mother passed in 2006. I got the family home. I was only five years sober. Wow. And I still have the house. Wow. And it's been a 
painstaking effort to keep the son of a bitch, too, because I was the most irresponsible boob on planet Earth. I ain't paying no bills. <laughs> I don't pay bill, garbage bill, what? Mortgage, PG&E, water bill, shit. <laughs> I ain't paying them. They got money. <laughs> you know, they got money, man. I need my money. <laughs> shit they crooks anyway yeah man so this takes this takes us uh, the responsibility of being an adult oh that's a trip too boy because you're like we're, we're kids and trying to do adult things right yeah we're, we're children trying to do adult things because I I just, I, I don't know why I got to be so blessed because I'm I'm still, even after 22 years, I'm still rebellious. I don't want to, I, I, I already been to a meeting, man. <laughs> but I go anyway. And then when I go, I go, oh, I feel better now. Yeah, this is my life. Now, you know, some people don't have to do it. Well, our hats are off to you. Even the book says, if you think you can go back out and drink like a gentleman, our hats are off to you. Farewell. You know, that ain't my story, man. I, I tried it. And um, I remember that incomprehensible demoralization like it was yesterday. I keep it right here. Because the desire to drink and use is gone. I can walk down liquor stores and I can go down aisles of liquor. I don't even see the shit. That's a miracle. I don't even see it, man. And that's really saying something for the, the divine spirit, the God of my misunderstanding. Uh, it's a love. It's a loving creator. It ain't what I was taught of this Armageddon hellfire. I want to kill you if you don't do what I ask you. <laughs> Take away my free will, you know, man, to think for myself. You know, I mean, and, I, and I've been through a lot of different uh, religious organizations, man. It was like, and I drank after every one of them. I sure did. I drank after every one of them during, during and after. You know, it was like I, I couldn't, I couldn't see the beatitudes for the begots. I was diverted by uh, the, ugly, uh, the ugliness of, of some of its trees. You know, I didn't see the spiritual aspect of it because I was a debater you know and I have and the book says yeah be quick to see me religious people are right make use of what they have to offer and uh, not Stanley I was quick to see they were wrong <laughs> and I was glad to point that shit out too boy <laughs> You know, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know, wait, wait a minute. They go, what? <laughs> you heard me? I mean, I'm telling you, I've heard some feelings. I've heard some feelings, man. But that ain't what I had to actually uh, a few months ago. I had to apologize to somebody because I hurt their feelings. A religious person. And man, I slammed them. They caught me on a real bad day, too, boy. And I would just suck them real hard. And I'm like, oh, man. I feel really, really bad. 
when I do something like that, the consequences come quick, you know, because I, now I got to, you know, Laura, they get, I got a conscience, man. Damn. <laughs> I got a conscience. So I can't do what I do before. You know, I can't be that way. You know, and uh, I'm still, I'm 72. Man, I'm, I'll be 73 in November. And I'm still growing up. The lessons are never over. And uh, as far as I've seen, there's no uh, certificates of completion in any of these documents where you sign your name and I'm done. I can get on with my life now. No, you're going to get on with some more drinking. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> somewhere down the trough, somewhere down the line, you're going to pick up a drink if you stop doing what you're doing here. Ooh, that's kind of scary. Yeah. And I've seen people who go out with multiple years and they can't get back. It's it's horrifying. And then they die. So anyway, my name is Stan B. I'm an alcoholic. I could talk for another hour, but I think I'm running out of time now. And I want to thank Laura O for, for allowing me to come and share my experience, strength, and hope with you fine people. And I uh, love you very much, honey. And uh, God bless everybody. Have a wonderful, powerful, divine life. And it is in light. And this life is a gift from the Creator. What a what a gift. And and yeah, I'm I'm living proof, as we all are, that God is love, not a punishing God. Thank you very much for letting me share. <laughs>